Alright, Alana. Yes. J-Lo. Mm-hmm. I just had a really good nap. As did I. I had trouble sleeping last night. Yeah. I think it was partially because I was anticipating the rain. Really? Yes. Yeah, I don't really... Are you, is it because of how much rain was gonna was supposed to come down? Partially that, and also, I wanted the smoke to go away because of all the wildfires. Oh, I know, yeah. But I am glad that we are getting a bunch of rain because all that smoke was just really bad. It's killing me, babes. I know, yeah. As, as um, it was the same thing for me, too. I could smell it from... I mean, I remember the. F I th I remember it was like last week, literally last week. I could smell it, literally smell it, from my window. It I know. Really, it was really it's, bad. Oh no! I got a call. I think. Do I have to? <coughs> it wasn't as intense as I thought it would be. My cough just now. No, it wasn't intense at all. Okay, babes. Yes. 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 So, what have you been getting into this week, Jayla? I like how you refer to me by my last name. It's kind of funny. Cool. Um, I know I've been listening to some a little bit of podcasts, not a lot. Um, kind of uh, uh, not a whole lot, really. I was I was doing a lot of cleaning. I was doing a lot of cleaning um, in my room, kind of emptying things out. Um, I'm starting to. Uh, Put my books in order. And you mean mainly the Bible. Right. Well, there's I do have other books, but they're not like, um, you know, I do have like music books, but these are the books that I read most. Yeah. You've talked to me about wanting to do a Bible study with me on the podcast. I don't, I, I'm not too sure about the podcast. Oh. I don't know. I kind of want that to be separate from the podcast. I don't know. See, I think it would be interesting to do it here, but what's your concern? Um, I don't know. I kind of, I mean, because you're recording it, I may not be prepared, but who knows? I'll think about it. Then you would have the opportunity to listen back to it, and it would be reaching more people. Possibly. Yes. I've never, now, I... I have never actually put one together, but it'd be it would be really good practice actually. A Bible lesson. Uh-huh. Keep in mind, I am gonna ask you a lot of questions during it. Of course. Yes. Uh, of course you will. Yes. But I I I think it would be something that um may be really good for the both of us to go through. Um I've always wanted to do that. Um, I've always wanted to actually put Bible studies together, but never actually had the opportunity to do it. But it would be good, okay. Okay, babes. Mm. No, uh, it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun to see what you come up with. Yes, yes. I've been reading this really good book that I still haven't finished with, but I'm enjoying it a lot. Mm. It's called The Ten Restaurants That Changed America. I know you're telling me about that. It sounds really interesting. Yeah, it is. It's so they profile a bunch of different restaurants, obviously ten that changed America. It starts off. Uh, the author talks about this restaurant. I want to say in New York called Delmonico's uh -huh. that opened in 1827. Well, wow. I believe it was originally just a pastry shop. 
Um. And then it started serving a lot more food. And it was started by these two brothers. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I believe uh, one of their nephews comes in and takes it over. It stays in the family until 1917. It's eventually sold. Uh And then it closes due to prohibition in 1923. Hmm. So it was open for 96 years and had 10 different locations. At one point, I believe they had four different locations at once. Oh, wow. Which is pretty impressive back then. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting to hear about all the different menu options that these places had. Because yeah. they're, in a lot of ways, they're more diverse than what we have now. Mm-hmm. But it also took longer to to prepare the food. I would imagine it took, it took hours. Yeah. You know, because they didn't have a lot of the luxuries that we do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how it was with, like, um, keeping the food, um, you know, preserving the food. But I think back then they had, like, ice boxes, right? They did. Yeah, if I remember correctly, they had ice boxes to refrigerate and to freeze uh, food. So they didn't have refrigerators. I remember when I, this might be a little bit different, but when I was at TEDx about three years ago, we saw the speaker and he talked about how supermarkets started to change after World War II Uh. because of refrigeration got so much better. Interesting, really. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I, I wish I remembered that guy's name, but it was a very, very cool talk. But anyways, so back to the book. They talk about that restaurant. They also bring up this uh, other place called Antoine's in New Orleans. Right. This was a really interesting sounding place. I believe they started in 1840, and I want to say they were around until the 1980s. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. I'm getting that wrong. They were around... Uh, I believe they closed due to Hurricane Katrina. Really? And then they reopened in 2008. Uh, the reason I brought up 1980s is because that's when business really started to decline there. Oh, so wow. So it was this huge, huge restaurant. The menu was all in French. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And for the first hundred years, you had to be fluent in both French and English to work there. I think, I, yeah, I can I can kind of understand that because the um, New Orleans was known for um, the Creole, mm-hmm. Creole people. Yep. And they're mainly, um, a lot of them spoke French. Right? It seems like a really cool city, New Orleans, from what I've heard of it. But New Orleans, yes. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I heard that not only is the food good there, but their music is amazing. It's amazing. The jazz, their jazz scene is great. So many greats come from there, like Louis Armstrong and, yep. you know. And for also for the first hundred years, a waiter or waitress had to be able to memorize the orders. That says a lot. Yeah. Wow. And it goes to the decline of the human memory. Hmm. What do you think about that, babe? You know, that that's really interesting because um, do you think that our memory would be like if we worked at a restaurant or something, you know, both of us worked at maybe 
uh, one of us worked at a restaurant, and I worked at a different restaurant, and we had to memorize everybody's orders if we were waiting tables. I think that says a lot because, um, you know, now we're we're putting emphasis on get having a better memory, right? You know, people are talking about how can I have a better memory. I think that would really improve our memories if we had to do that. Yeah, but do you think collectively mm-hmm. our memory is getting worse? Um, I think that, I don't know if collectively our memories are getting worse. I just think that in some cases, some people just don't, they're, they're not using their memories enough. Do you think that you are? That I'm what? Using your memory enough. I believe so. My memory is still pretty sharp. How do you track that type of thing? Um, well, I, I think because there's a lot of things that I remember that are really important to me, and I keep that stored away in my head. Um, there are things that I can't remember back to, obviously, because it was just too early. But um, there's a lot of things that I have in my head. I mean, there's some things that I would... You know, for example, if I asked my sister about something, she wouldn't remember it, but I would. I can tell that my memory has gotten worse over the years. Why is that? I used to have a great, great memory. And it's not that it's horrible now, but it's a little bit harder for me to retain information. Well, I think that there are ways to do that. I mean, I've heard there was a, what website was that? It was a website where you could go on there and I forgot what it's called. It's not coming to mind. They have like a bunch of like uh, brain games. Are you thinking of Luminosity? Yes. I think they disproved the science behind that website. What do you mean? So I remember they used to advertise on Joe Rogan, uh-huh. my, my favorite. Yeah. And he would talk about how, oh, they have all these brain games. You also play them. And then one day he comes on and he says, we're no longer sponsored by Luminosity because I've heard that the science behind them is kind of shaky. Really? Yes. Behind those brain games? Behind the ones that are specifically on their website. Really? Yes. It's something to that effect. Because I have heard that um, brain games and um, crossword puzzles and reading is supposed to really help with your memory. It may just be that it's not scientifically sound. Not t- scientifically proven. Yeah. Well. But when I was a kid, I was very, very, very good at this game called Concentration. Mm-hmm. Like, I could play it and just keep everything memorized in my head easily. So you know the concept of the game, right? I don't believe I play- played it, but explain it to me. You take all the cards in the deck... You put them down on the floor in a particular manner, right? Mm -hmm. And every person who plays it gets to flip two cards. If they get a match, they keep the cards and they earn points, right? Mm -hmm. But if they don't get a match, they flip the cards back over. Uh And the point of the game is to try to concentrate. So if my sister flips over a king... Mm -hmm. Then if I flip over a king, I should know where the card she flipped over was, right? Is it a visual game? It is, but you could do it. You could kind of do it non-visually, I guess, by announcing, okay, I'm flipping this card over. It's in the second row, third card, mm-hmm. and it's a king. 
Okay. So you kind of have, so you can use that as a cue. Right, okay. Right, and I was really good at that game as a kid. Really good at it. Yeah. I don't think I would be that good today. I don't know. I don't know. I think that if you really want to improve your memory, I think um, that would probably help you do that. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, saying that you wouldn't be good at it now, um, I think the only way you, I think the only way to find out is if you played it again. I will tell you this. Memorizing poetry is mm-hmm. relatively easy. For me. Now, granted, I haven't been doing much of it this year. Right. But up until 2019, mm-hmm. fall of that year, it was very, very easy for me to memorize poetry. Right. Yes. I remember when I was a kid, um, I would be um, evaluated, like some someone would come to my school and evaluate me on things like m- memory, and and they would give me a bunch of numbers, and they would tell me to repeat the numbers backwards, and I always got it right. I could still probably do it now. That's awesome, babes. Yeah. And I remember one time um, I went to my cousin's son's birthday. I think he was turning a year old. And somebody, one of my cousins took me and told me a bunch of names and I had to repeat it back. Why was that? It was for a game. I forgot what game we were playing, but she said, can you repeat? I'm going to give you a bunch of names. Um, Can you repeat them back to everybody? I'm like, I can try. So she gave me a bunch of names and I had to repeat it back. I forgot what game it was for. And I got it all. I got them all right. I think I could probably do it if I really, really concentrated we got to work on your memory, babe. So since you have a great memory, mm-hmm. do you want to describe the episodes of DS9 that we watched last Sunday? No. Don't, don't, don't make me do that, please. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, let's... Uh, how about this? We didn't watch any episodes on, on Sunday. Yes, we did. Did we really? Yes, we did. We watched two episodes after we recorded. Okay. And you found out a secret. I guess it's not a secret. But you discovered about what happened. Oh yes, to, actually yeah. those actually those two episodes seemed like they could have been um, a two parter episode. It was a two parter. It was a two parter. But I think of the actually, last episode of season six and the first six episodes, or the last episode of season five and the first six episodes of season six is one big seven part episode. Even though it's yeah, I know. Not. Actually, no, I got that backwards. That was a two parter. It could have been one big episode. Yes. What I mean. Do you want to talk about it now? Um yes, I believe so. There's a lot of things that went on in the episode. Um this is based um primarily on uh Captain Cisco and the crew um getting back DS9. Do you want me to give you a head start with the episode? Go ahead. Okay. Uh Dax and the Defiant Return from their mission. Dax goes into Cisco's office and she starts yelling at him about how everybody is tired of retreating. And she says, listen, dude, you got to do something about this. And Benjamin's like, I already have. I've come up with a plan. I'm presenting it at 0800 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're going to take back Deep Space Nine. Yes. And then it goes forward to the station. Yes. We see that people are... Well, first we discover that Morn has to go back to visit his mom, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was great. And 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 in turn, should I explain this part? Tell me. Um, 
so Jake decides to use Morin to send a message to Cisco. Yes. And and he said, you know, um, Morin has to go to his mom's birthday or something. So I just, (laughs) I'm I already figured out a way to send uh, my dad a message. Now that happened a little bit later. I know. I know. uh, One thing I liked about that is when Cisco gets the message and Admiral Ross is questioning about the courier, mm-hmm. uh, Cisco says, I've known the man who's deli- who delivered this message for over five years. And I thought to myself, I've never seen Morn and Cisco in the same <laughs> room together or them have a serious conversation about life. So so when Morin goes to deliver the message... You don't see him deliver the message. You it's don't? just implied. It's he, implied that he did. Yeah. <laughs> you see him talking about it with Admiral Ross. I've known him for five years. Yeah, but you don't really see people like interacting with Morn except for when he's at Quark's. Or you got, well, the only person you see interacting with Morn is Quark. Really, no. Right? Um, you've seen O'Brien uh, interacting with him. You've seen Bashir. You've even seen Odo and, and Kira interacting with him. Oh, just, just talking to him, but yeah. he doesn't say anything. Yeah, but I've never seen Cisco interacting with him. Maybe I'm just not remembering it. I don't believe you. I don't believe I have. Hmm. I don't remember him talking to Morin in his office. No. Well, what would Morin bring to the table that he didn't say anything? Yeah, I like that about Morin. You never <laughs> see him talk. He's like the the Maggie on DS9. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, all she does is, um, you know, has her pacifier in her mouth and she just makes those noises. Oh, my goodness. But she doesn't say anything. Oh, my goodness. She's just kind of in the background. Yes. But other stuff happens in the episode. Uh, and we don't have to give everything away, but... Ram is about to be executed. Yep. Kira and Cork try to talk to Odo, but they refuse entry. Yeah. Because? Because Odo is with uh, the lady founder. And he shows her how solids have sex. Something like that. It's yeah. implied, apparently. Bow, bow. Okay, I don't want to think about that. But... Like I said before, I've given my opinion about the founder, um, the changeling, female changeling founder. I think she's bad news. I like how she, for a while at least, puts Odo at ease to where he's not really that concerned with anything. And there's this great scene with her and Wayun, where Wayun is saying, I'm so glad you've taken care of Odo. Mm-hmm. She's like, what does that mean? He tells her that he meant no disrespect, and she says, "Well, of course not. You're you're a you're just a a humble servant of the Dominion." <laughs> as much as I don't like her character, whoever the lady is, she's really good. She is. She's very. She's a very good actress. Excellent. On this show. I mean, it was implied that they had you know her and um, Odo had some kind of sexual experience, which is kind of strange. To me. Um, I would rather not think about that. Oh. Kind of weird. But I always... Odo's getting some... Uh, he's getting some action. Yeah. Kind of strange. He's getting some changeling action. Yep. No, it's weird. It's weird. I don't know. It's very strange. But I don't... Kira... Yes. ...wants to get Rom out of prison. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And by the way, um, Lita comes back from Bajor. And starts crying. 
<laughs> because she goes to see her man. Yep, her new her new husband in the brig. In the brig, yeah. Yes. And the and the and the one thing he says is, uh, "So, uh, Lita, what's new? <laughs> so, <laughs> do they have a new shower installed in our quarters?" She starts crying. <laughs> but I like earlier in that scene where um, Quark is like, "The Grand Nagus has offered to buy your freedom." <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously keep on making a profit. Yeah. Or the Grand Nagus making a profit. That is really funny. We never watched the episode, babe, where Quark becomes the Grand Nagus for a few days. No, 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 no. How is that? That's that's a fun, I think you'd like that one. It's a first season episode. Oh, really? Yeah. We never. How come we never watch that one? Because remember, I have the thing about I don't really like Ferengi episodes that much, where it's just focused on them. Right. We could watch that at some point, though. Okay, that'd yeah. be kind of a fun uh, side episode that yes. might be really fun. We'll pretend that it happened later in the series, but that they were like doing a weird flashback or something. <laughs> flashback episode. Which reminds me, yeah, the episode Beyond the Stars is coming up soon. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Is that good? I'm interested to get your thoughts on it. So there are a lot of episodes that are weird even for DS9, mm-hmm. and this is one of those. Yeah, but that's what you also said about um, Children of Time. Yeah, but weird doesn't mean bad okay. in my mind. It just means weird, like it's different. Okay. This is a very different episode for DS9, and it's directed by Captain Sisko himself, Avery Brooks. The great Avery Brooks. A lot of fans love Beyond the Stars. Wow. And I, I'm excited to get your take on it. But we'll really? Get, yeah, we'll get there soon. So he, he had he um, had a hand in uh, directing. Then. He directed the episode. He, he didn't just have a hand in it. He nice. I still wonder about that. I know I know we're getting slightly um, sidetracked, and we talked about this before, yeah. how directors direct a movie and they have like, or a show, and they have a, a significant role in that episode or movie. I told you the thing about Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the movie Pulp Fiction. Yes. Except for a few things. I think the boxing storyline lasts a little bit too long. And Alana agrees with me because she's yawning. And I also <laughs> believe that Quentin Tarantino is horrible in the film. I don't think I saw it. Right. You, you fell asleep during the boxing scene. but No, I didn't. Okay. I never saw it. Okay. I don't remember seeing it. What if... But maybe Quentin Tarantino's what? parts were so uh, not memorable that it's understandable that I never remembered it. What I've heard is that Tarantino brought in Robert Rodriguez to direct his scenes in Pulp Fiction. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I think each production is different. I don't know how that works on TV, though. Right. I've also heard that directing TV is a lot different than directing a movie. Because yeah. a director... Typically, TV moves a lot faster, mm-hmm. so they'll they'll direct an episode, but they won't really be involved with the post production. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure each television show is different, but yeah, um, I'm I can't wait to show you Beyond the Stars. I'm you, the episode I'm really looking forward to showing you is um, was it called the Pale Moonlight or Beyond the pa- uh, Pale Moonlight? Hmm. Or in the pale moonlight. It's one of those, but it's a really, really good one. But oh, well. we'll get there when we get there, babe. Okay. Let's go back. Rom is locked up. Yes. We find out that Wayun 
has poor vision and no real taste because he's looking at a painting of Ziel when Kira confronts him and finds out that not only is Ram in jail, but mm-hmm. he's going to be executed. Yes, for, for no apparent reason. Well, there actually is a reason. Is there? Yeah. He tried to sabotage the station. Ah, uh, oh, oh, Rom did. Yes. Yeah, because Rom was... You want to check your memory, babe. I have a great memory. Hey, 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 okay. hey, 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 I forgot that part. Okay. Right. I just knew that he was arrested, but I forgot that one part. Right, right. It was a minor part, but... So, Kira mm-hmm. decides to go to ZL. Yes. And ZL, in turn, approaches Dakot. Yes. I love his response when he's like, free wrong? <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I always thought uh, Ducat was a really smarmy guy, and I don't, I still don't like his character. Right. But uh, something about this episode, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. He, Just yeah. the idea that he knows who Rom is. Free Rom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He refuses to do that. We know that the mines that are surrounding the wormhole are about to be taken down. Yep. Ducat really wants his daughter by his side. Yes. So he sends Demar to talk to her. Yeah, Demario. And Kira basically, being the badass that she is, beats up Demar. Yep, I like that part. And that I love great. how when Ducat finds out about it, he's like, well, the Major wouldn't have beat you up for no reason. What did <laughs> you do wrong, Demar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she did. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. The fleet starts heading to DS9. Mm-hmm. And because of the message, they kind of go out a little bit prematurely, so they don't have the full force. Right. And and um, and meanwhile, back at the station, um, Rom is trying to get the com- the main computer to turn off. No, babe. That's what got him in prison. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Was that? I'm sorry. I went backwards. Memories. Oh, stop, stop, stop. I'm sorry. I'm not a Trekkie. Excuse okay. me. But you did see the episode, baby. I did see the episode, but there's a lot of details in this episode. That's true. Remember, I can't, I, you know, it's hard to, there's a lot of details coming at you at this episode. But anyway. Can I tell you something, babe? What? I cheated last night, and I watched the first of these, of the two-parter. What? Yes. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. I did not watch the second part of it, though. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Listen, I said my memory isn't as good as it used to be. So oh, my at least I have an excuse. Goodness, you cheater. No, and the first one ends with Cisco saying, they say fortune favors the bold, but we're about to find out. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Now. That's why. Okay. No, no, no. Cisco is trying to figure out how to get through all these Dominion ships. Mm-hmm. Ducat sees on long-range scanners what's going on, and he decides that he's going to let Cisco get some ships through. Yep. And then he's going to trap them. Yep, yep, yep. Basically, pretty much every ship is destroyed besides for the Defiance. They're in trouble until the Klingons come. And to the Klingons. And they rescue them. Yes, they do. Yes. So the Defiant is able to get to DS9. Yeah. But they're not able to get to them in time. 
Nope. The mines are destroyed. Yep. By this time, the prisoners have grown in number. Mm. Because Damar has placed Kira, Jake Sisko, and... Uh, Rom. Well, Rom was already in Rom was in there, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, um... Was it Lita in prison? Yeah, Lita, because she was visiting Rom. Yes. Yeah. Qu- Quark breaks them out? Uh, Quark is, um... Quark is in the process of breaking them out, yes. Yes. They escape. They're trying to run. Eventually, Kira ends up with Rom. Yeah. They end up in a cargo bay, and they hear shooting. And because Rom has these really good ears, yep. he's able to decipher that those are weapons shot by Bajoran guards and not by and not... the Dominion guards. Yep. So they were using... Yeah. And and I, I like that part because... You know who was behind it, right? Odo. Odo. And then they're running around the station, and I like what he says to Major Kira, where he he tells her, being in the Great Link was like being in paradise. Mm-hmm. But apparently I'm not meant for paradise right now. Ooh. Sorry, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for paradise. He's not ready for it right now. I got distracted by your noise. That that was the um the rubber stop the rub, the stopper of the door. Oh, oh you touched it a lot, did you? But in any event. Oh my goodness. Back to the fighting. Back to the fighting. Yeah, I like what he said with um that he was not meant for paradise. Yes. And and I think because of um when he was speaking to the female founder, he knew what was at stake. And he had to do something to help his friends. And I like that he he got out of it just in time. Well, he got out of it a little bit late because they were unsuccessful. And well, okay, he got out a little bit late, but he was able he was able to use the Bajuran weapons. Yes. Yeah. Cisco goes into the wormhole, meets the prophets, and basically pleads with them that he needs a miracle right now. Right. They get rid of the Dominion ships. Mm-hmm. The Defiant comes back. I love that all the ships around them, besides for the Klingon battle cruisers, were destroyed. Wow. Because yeah. it shows the devastation that the Federation is going through. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But he comes back out. Klingons help them. They retake Deep Space Nine. People are abandoning the station. Yep. Tell what happens next, babes. So, there is... Um... There is another side. I know we didn't really talk about Dukat and ZL yet. Yes. But, and this is the this is the uh, the clincher. This is the um, this is what what happens uh, leads up to this culmination. Uh, Dukat wants to take ZL back to Cardassia. She doesn't want to go back because obviously she feels like she doesn't belong there. And I'll just say that after he pleads with her again, she refuses. And the last thing he, she says to him is, goodbye, father. And I don't want to go too much. Into really? That. I think we should talk about it. Okay. Okay. So I believe she also said that she helped Major Kira. Yep, she did. She admitted it. Right. And then Damar killed her. Yep, he shot her. But 
Ducat holds her in his arms and says that he forgives her as she's dying. And he says that he loves her yes. and he he's trying to he's 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 trying to get her to uh, he's trying to um to get her to wake up and she just dies in his arms. And then he goes to the brig. And he's and it's implied that he's just going crazy. Mm-hmm. Because he he just keeps saying I forgive you, I forgive you, and I, I, and he was just going, he was just so upset because his daughter, his, his only child is, uh, like, yeah, do they have other children? I can't yeah, remember. he has like seven other kids, but he doesn't talk to them. Okay, so his, his daughter, um, ZL, that he has been trying to have a relationship just died, and he's just gone crazy, it seems that. Did, by the way, yes. do they, does this ever come up in future episodes? It does, but it's they don't really make a big deal about it. Really? Yeah. After that? Yeah, you'll have to see what happens. Okay. So, what did you think of ZL as a character, now that you know how it ends? And I'll tell you this, I don't want to give any spoilers around Alec, but you never see her again. She doesn't come back from, like, another dimension. They don't travel back in time and save her before she dies. Wow. She's, like, gone, gone. She's gone, gone. Yes. Um, I really like the relationship between her and Kira. Mm-hmm. I feel like um Kira kind of took her under her wing and saved her from uh Ducat killing her in the first place after he found out about her. And it just seemed like he just wanted her gone because it would be, she would, in the beginning I thought that she was, um, you know, he thought of her as just an inconvenience for him. He did. And I'm, I really like how Kira took her under her wing. I think it was very healing for Kira mm-hmm. to do that because ZL is the daughter of her enemy. Right, you know? right, right. And And meanwhile, right now, Kira, I mean, as far as I know, because I don't know how it goes with, with her and Ducat... Kira still doesn't know why <clears throat> Ducat is so obsessed with her. She finds out fairly soon in this season. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll be finding out fairly soon why. That's why you. But um, you know, yeah, be, yeah, it was like I, I really did like the character of ZL. Um, I could, I could imagine how confused she was because at one point she tried to hate. She tried to hate Ducat for trying to kill her. And I don't think she did, did she? Remember she said before um he was trying to get her back to um Cardassia, he she said, No matter how I tried to hate you, I can't I don't think it was because he tried to kill her though. Was I, it? No, I think that the reason she tried to hate him was because of all the evil things he's done over the years. Because he's not a he's not a good person. No, he's, he's not. He's very very evil. Yes. He's got a very very he's he's definitely got an agenda. Yes. But I think that she was, she seemed like she was caught in all this confusion. She, for one thing, her father comes back into her life. And she's in a brain prison camp. Right. Yeah. Tries to kill her, but um, Kira brings her back to the station for her safety. Um, meanwhile, she meets Garrick, and there's like a, a thing with, well, she she really, really was in love with Garrick, but he never understood why. 
and her father is trying was trying to keep her away from him because she, he was a Cardassian spy. And it's not like Hera was a huge fan of Garrick either. Uh, well, no, maybe not. I don't know. It just so it, I, I kind of go back and forth with Garrick because he's so likable, but you also don't know if you can trust him or not. He's he's a very very fast talker. <laughs> That's why I can't wait to show you into the pale moonlight. Yeah. That's the name of the episode. Into the pale Gar- moonlight. Garrick's in that episode a lot. Okay. Yes, but we'll get there when we get there, babes. Yes. So Ziel's death. Yes, that was very sad. Your buddy Damar. I don't know Damar very well. Oh. I don't know him at all. I don't even know what to think about him yet. He's he's Ducat's right hand man. You're gonna find out a lot more about Damar. Really? Yeah. I I don't know how I feel about Damar by the end of the series. Okay. But it's more than just he's a bad person. Because he's with Ducat. Because he was uh, Ducat's right hand man. No, he's with the Dominion. Dominion. Or the Dominion, I mean. Yeah. 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 What do you think of Wayne? Uh, well, before I didn't know about him, um, I because I didn't, I wasn't familiar with his character. But now I'm not really. I'm starting to really not like him, just because of how you know him and the founder um, was trying to foil the plans um, for Cisco to get back DS9 with the rest of the crew. I don't know. I, I He just seems like a person that has a, definitely an agenda against the Federation, even though he thinks that Odo's a god because, of the, because he's a changeling. Do you feel sorry about him because he was designed to act a certain way? Uh, right now, no. Okay. I don't. I don't feel sorry for him. I, I love the character of Wayun, even though I don't like him, if that makes any sense. You, you, you love how he's designed, even though you don't like him as a... I like that he's a sniveling character who's yes. always sucking up to the founders. I, I like how he sucks up to Odo. Yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of like always giving shit to the Cardassians. I, I like that a lot. He's a complex guy, seems like. or I think he's very simple. Well, he's more simple than Garrick, but I don't know... He's sniveling. Yes. I don't know if I... I don't think I like him. Yes. Yeah. So you're enjoying DS9 then, babe? Yes. But the guy who plays Wayun is fantastic. He's great. He also played Brunt. Yes, we've talked about that before, babe. Yes. 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 Yeah, he's very good. Great on the show, babes. Yes, he is. Oh, yes. But but the cast is just really, really good. All of them are. Oh, yes. Whoever plays Ducat is really good. He he's doing his job very well. I mean, it's like I love to hate his character, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Yeah. But that probably means the actor is just so good at it. I love how he'll give these like speeches too. Yes. And he's so in love with the sound of his own voice. <laughs> he's just full of hot air. Yes. He's he's one of those like you know, he's he's one of those vain people. Mm-hmm. Yes. But but he's very good. Alana. Yes. Moving off of DS9. Yes. I've been watching, even though I'm not fully caught up yet, season two of The Boys. Ah. Which I know you haven't seen. No. There is a scene in the episode where 
two of the female superheroes are talking. Uh-huh. And one of them says to the other one, the statement, life is not a PR strategy. Mm-hmm. That really sparked a lot of thought in my head about how people use social media these days. Really? Because most of the time, what you're seeing is people treating Facebook, Twitter, and other services like it's their opportunity to show the world how great they are. I would concur with that. Very much so. So what do you think of that statement? Life is not a PR strategy. Um, You know, I think there's truth to that. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people believe that if they are in social media, that's their reality at the time, right? Um, people are so, um, and I'm, I'm talking about people in general who are on social media, maybe they don't realize it or they do, that um, they want to make a point of showing the world, showing people like their pages or posting things all the time about how great their life is. When really their life isn't that great. So. Not, I'm not saying that everybody's like this. Yeah, but a, a lot, lot of people, people are. Like, oh, I have so many likes on my page. Or, oh, I'm, I'm doing the most outrageous thing. And so I'm going to get attention. Right? I know a lot of people who talk about authenticity. Yeah. And about how they're working on themselves and going through all these self-help programs. Uh-huh. And nine times out of ten, these people are very fucked up individuals. I bring all this up to say, I've been thinking a lot about that statement. Life is more, life is not a PR strategy. Right. And yesterday I was taking a shower. Oh, really? And it, it, it kind of all came to, into my head. Mm-hmm. About instead of being angry at the people in my life who kind of believe that life is a PR strategy... And they're always talking about authenticity when they're not on that. Right, 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 right. right? Mm-hmm. I should feel sorry for them. Because it's... They don't have the ability to be authentic. Mm. And, they don't know how. Right. And before I knew that, but I didn't really get it. And then I thought to myself, asking those people to be authentic is like telling me on Friday mm-hmm. that I have to teach a driver's ed class on Monday, <laughs> right? Right. It's just as unrealistic. It is very unrealistic. So it, now, the difference is I'm not preaching to people about how much I want to teach a driver's ed class, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can make that as an argument. But yeah. outside of that, mm-hmm. it's basically the same concept, right? Yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm not on social media at all because... But I want to take it out of social media because you could have friends who talk to you about authenticity without that. And they're not, yeah. Right, Mm because I have friends who call me up and want to talk about that. Right, exactly. I want to take it to the thing of, do you ever feel sorry for people who don't do the right thing? Because you know that it's just outside of their abilities to act correctly. Um, That's really hard because there are times where... You know, and I, I don't need to mention these people's names, but I have friends um, that, you know, and we've talked about this many times, so if I'm repeating myself, I, I'm i sorry. But, you know, the people that have, the people in our lives, or maybe people that we haven't had contact with in a long time, that um, 
they have so much potential, but they just choose not to use it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've, I kind of go back and forth with it. Like, they know that they have potential. They know that they're capable. Or, or rather, I know that they're capable of a lot of things. But they just choose not to use it. They just choose not to to go beyond what they are now. See, I'm starting to think maybe they aren't really capable of, of being more than they are, but maybe we just think that they are capable because they're, they have the illusion of it, right? Mm. Like things are going so great for them, but it isn't. Well, not that, but they have the illusion like they could do more because we've seen what they've done in the past. So I I keep going back to this example. Mm. Yesterday it hit me. Mm-hmm. It's like asking asking some of my friends to be authentic or some of the people I know to be authentic right. would be like asking me to teach a driver's ed class and obviously and telling me like two days before. Realistically, no, that's not going to work. Right. It's the same thing. Mm. But nobody expects me to teach a driver's ed class because of my disability right. and because I'm not always talking about how I, I think I can teach a driver's ed class. You never right. talk about it. Right. But... <laughs> Some people talk about their goals. Yes. And so we think that they have the ability to achieve it Mm -hmm. because they're bringing that out into the forefront. But a lot of it is all talk. Right. But what I'm saying is they don't have the ability to achieve their goals just like I don't have the ability to teach a driver's ed class. But do you think... We just think that they have the ability because they talk about it. But I go back and forth because... Part of me thinks that, but another part thinks, well, maybe they either just haven't been shown how to achieve them, or maybe part of it is laziness, and they just they know how to do it. They just don't want to. I think it's that, but I think their desire, their feeling of not wanting to is so great that it is kind of like having a disability. And it takes over. So the question then becomes, what do we do about it? Because we can't change them. Um, that's really tough. And I lean more to the answer of sometimes you have to cut people out of your life. Sometimes I think maybe not cutting them out of your life, but maybe just kind of letting them go and letting them really mess up and then waiting for them to say something like, oh, I really shouldn't have done that. That was a really bad idea. But I know a few people who will say that and then they'll They'll just go into these circles. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. It's like, haven't you learned your lesson the first time or the second time? Or the ninth time. Right. Or the tenth time. I would think after two times, at least, you would already know, you, you know I'm not going to do it again. Most people would, maybe not most people, but a lot of people would just know that after the first time and they're like, I know I'm not to do this. I think it's some weird mental disability. I right. don't know. I don't know. And you could probably guess some of the people I'm thinking about. Yes. Right. And it is just like, it, it's, it's, oh, sorry. That's right. I mean, yeah, like emotional, emotionally, um, going around in circles or, you know, I know like they, they want to do great things, but they just don't know how to do it. And they're always talking about how I'm done checking out this time I'm for real. I'm on the game. I'm on the ball this time, and things are going to be better, right? But they never are. But meanwhile, the the people that they're saying this to, they can see right through it. Yeah, and and I, I again I go back to well, 
if I'm still getting mad at these people, mm-hmm. then the solution isn't for me to just be angry. The solution is for me to cut them out because they're not going to change. Mm. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe not cutting them out is, I mean, I don't know. It, that, that's hard. That's hard to say. Because there, I've I've had friends in my life where I have to decide. I've I've decided. Well, you know, I could feel bad for them, but really, it's not my problem to deal with. I I could try to help them out, but it's really not my problem to deal with. It's really something that they have to deal with on their own. So, how do you deal with that when a friend calls you up and asks for advice? Or says that everything is better and you know that this is part of them circling. Mm. Well, sometimes I have to be, and I haven't had this happen in a long time, but if somebody were to call me up and say, hey, I need to do, I need, I need some advice and ye, and I would already know their history, I think I would have to be a little bit, uh, really, I would, I would have to really give them the truth about that because... And say, look, I've heard this before, um, and I've never had to do that. But if I ever had to do that, I don't remember. I don't remember ever doing that. But if I had to do that, I would really have to have a very frank and honest conversation with them and say, well, you know, have you noticed a pattern? And if you haven't noticed a pattern, um, you know, what are you going to do about it the next time it happens? And I mean, I've I've always I always thought about talking to my friends about patterns that they may have noticed about. Well, why do you get into these situations all the time, or why do you say that you're going to meet these goals but you don't? Is there any? Do you have any strategies on what you should do the next time? Some some things like that. I mean, I wouldn't be mean about it, but I would certainly be honest with them. Mm. And I never had to do that. Um, I know someone, and I won't mention names again, that gets into these situations where they're always, and and it has this has nothing to do with gold, but they're always being uh, they're always being taken advantage of. I hate people like that. Well, I just want to borrow money from them and not give it back. But keep going. <laughs> oh my goodness! Is everything a joke? No, it's Keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I've been friends with this person for 30 plus years. And I've always wanted to ask this person, hey, do you notice a pattern? And do you notice, like, especially the places where you meet these people? Is there, um, have you noticed anything, any characteristics about these people that you know that you can avoid? Because if they're only using you for, what, I don't know, money or whatever it is, it's like, don't you know, you know, after four or five times of this stuff happening to you, have you noticed anything about what you should avoid the next time? And I was wondering about, you know, if that would help this person or not. What has stopped you from doing that? I think it's because the last time I talked about it with this person, they were kind of going through some stuff and I didn't really want to get into it with them. And I just wanted them to just... You know, I wanted to be a sounding board for them. I didn't want to make them more upset. You know what I mean? I hear you. I mean, they weren't like, 
angry. I mean, they were they were more like frustrated and um, they weren't exactly angry, but I I just wondered. I'm like, well, why does why do these why do people get themselves in situations like this over and over again? And they're expecting to get a different result, but it always ends up being the same result. Because I think the goal is to get a to get a totally different result, but do something a lot differently than you would have in the past. Well, I think yeah, the goal is to learn from your mistakes and to learn from it and not do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the frustrating part. That some people just do not learn from their mistakes. What's that thing that people say? It's like the one thing all the bad relationships you've ever have ha- have had in your life, whether it's friendships, family, or a romantic relationship, is you. You're the common denominator in all of those. I think there's a lot of truth to it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I would think more about this, babe. Mm. But... But but I've been thinking about it, too. Okay. I have been thinking about it, too. Because at some point, the person who's getting into these really bad situations, whether it's um, emotional, going going around in circles emotionally or with their goals or with relationships or friendships or whatever, um, I think there has to be some... Uh, I think there has to be a dialogue about... Um, not a dialogue, but um, there has to be some accountability. The, the, the person who is getting into the situation has to have really think about holding themselves accountable. Correct. Because I think we live in a world now where people are not being held to account to accountability. They're not being held accountable for what they do. Or at least some people are not held, being held accountable. And uh, I think accountability is very important. From the White House to... And I'm not just talking about Trump. But there's also some stuff with Biden... Well, and then there's and then there's people that have been committing crimes over and over again, and they haven't been held accountable for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. The people that actually do commit crimes, and we can name a whole number of them, and some of them are gone. But accountability, I think, is very very important. Yes, I was thinking about this stuff, but again. It took watching one scene from the boys and pondering that scene for a couple of days to help it crystallize more in my mind. Mm-hmm. So what I'm wondering from you, J-Lo, <laughs> uh-huh. has something in your life ever become more clear from watching a piece of media, like a television program or a movie? Hmm. Oh, well... Let me think. Um, I'm trying to think of that one. I forgot what quote I said. I think it might have been from a DS9 episode. Um, what was it? It's not coming to mind. But I, and I know that it was a poignant thing that, that um, somebody said on the show. Uh, um, Do you have an idea of what the episode was about? Maybe I could help you. Oh. Um. Hmm. 
It's not coming to me. I'm sorry. It was one of the earlier ones. It might have been in season five. I think it was. Uh, I think it was an episode of DS Nine, if I can remember it, but I can't remember it right now because oh. it's there's we watched so many. Yes. There's a, and I know I've talked about it before, but on TNG, mm-hmm. an episode that I've shown you called The Drumhead, mm. where this admiral is basically accusing people of conspiring against the Federation. Mm-hmm. Worf kind of goes along with it and realizes that he's wrong near the end of the episode. He sees Picard, and the captain says something that has stuck with me. Mm. Which is basically, I'm going to bastardize it because I do with all quotes, but I'll do my best. He says, it's easy to recognize an enemy who's twirling their mustache and plotting against you in public. It's harder to recognize an enemy who cloaks themselves in good deeds. Oh, wait, I remember the episode I was thinking about. I think. Um... What was it about? Something about, um, oh, 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 um, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. Something about the innocent, something about, like, um, Oh, are you thinking about the one where, uh, Kira was kidnapped? Yes. And she says something to the effect of sometimes people will use innocence as an excuse to do evil. Right, 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 right. I think How did I was that help? What that. in what in your life did that episode help you figure out? Um, I don't know that that it helped me figure out something in my life, but I've been kind of thinking about it. Mm. Um, I I I've just I've just been thinking about like people have thought that they were doing right, but they were hurting other people in the process. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, do we do we want to go into politics? No. Okay. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with politics, really. It's just that some people have thought that they were doing correct because maybe they were brought up that way or maybe, you know, maybe it's their culture or whatever it is, but they were hurting a lot of people. Hmm. A lot of people. Yeah. But I don't think that there was anything in my life that it was... Um, it really made me figure something out, but I like, I like it when, uh, you know, light bulbs come on in your head like that. Right. But that hasn't happened with you though. Not yet. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. You could have just said that when I asked you the question. Well, I wasn't, I didn't remember the quote or the episode. Nice. So I had to kind of think about it. That's why, that's why it took me a while. Alana, you only active this morning, babes. I don't think you got enough sleep last night, Jill. Oh, my goodness. I woke up early, though. Yes. Yeah. We both did. But after this, we're going to watch some TNG. Yes. Find out a little bit more about this Alexander character, this Roshenko, Alexander Roshenko. Young Alexander. Yes. Very young Alexander. And and, and by the way, um, the person who plays Worf is still in um, on TNG, the same person. Yes, he was on TNG, and then he went over to Deep Space Nine. Ah, a young Michael Dorn. A young Michael Dorn. Slightly younger. Slightly younger. Yeah, it wasn't like it was 15 years or anything between the two shows. Yeah. Then tonight, babe. Yes. We're going to watch some movies. We are. So um, I decided that I wanted to watch a movie called Fame because, number one, I don't remember if I even saw the movie because it 
came out when I was very young, and um, it was in the 80s, and um, the show itself, Fame, was based on that movie. It was about a, a bunch of kids at a, a performing art school. Yeah. And then I'm going to show you a comedy. Mm-hmm. You have not seen this, called Better Off Dead. Yes. I think it's John Cusack's, if not best movie, it's right behind Say Anything. Really? Yes. Yes. And then tomorrow night I get to introduce you to Happy Harry Hard On. <laughs> For a pump of the volume. Yes. And I in turn, so I I wanted to show um, a romantic movie called A Walk to Remember. It was either that or The Notebook. Um, I think at one time, I think at some time I should show you The Notebook. Because it is a good movie. Um, but A Walk to Remember is something I chose and I like it. Um, I would consider it a romantic movie. I think it's more like a chick flick, but... Um, and I, I'll just say that there were, there were some sad there were some sad scenes to it, but I, I thought it was a good movie. Well, I like a good chick flick every once in a while. Yeah, maybe a tear joke or... Oh, oh. Who knows? Yes. But... Yes, so we're either going to call... Sunday's episode, a jailer uh, to remember. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about that later. I like pump up the JLo, but I also like a JLo to remember. I think it's overkill to put my last name in every title of the um of our episode. So I'm kind of thinking going with a walk to a JLo to remember slash pump up the J-Lo. no. But we'll see what happens. No, hey, I have to be the. I have to agree with this. Okay. And if I don't agree with it, it's a no go. Okay, babes. Did you have you been having any dreams? Uh, no, not lately. I have not. But I think it's because I've been kind of going to sleep and waking up in the middle of the night or whatever it is. Uh Uh-oh. And, uh, or waking up very early, as I did, um, today and, and, um, sometime, uh, earlier this week, I woke up really early. I think I woke up at 3.30-ish. When we took our nap, I think I slept a lot better than you did. Well, after the second one, I think during the second one, I fell asleep. Not for long. Not for long, but I, I felt uh, better afterwards. Oh, good. Yes, I did. Good, babe. But you still seem a little bit tired. A little bit? Yeah. Um, I'm not as tired. Okay. I'm feeling much better. Very good, babes. Yes. Is there anything else you wanted to mention? Uh, I know. All right. Um... I'm really glad. So I don't like the rain, mainly because it just seems so gloomy and you know dreary and everything. But I'm actually glad that it is raining right now to get um, rid of all the gunk in the air. We did talk about that earlier. I know, but I want to reiterate it. I just uh, think it's going to be better, uh, better to deal with now. I know, but that's what that's just the first thing that came to my mind. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to talk about. Would you have any last things to say? I am excited to find out what you think of Damar after finishing DS9. Mm-hmm. And uh, your buddy, Wayun. Oh, he's not I, my buddy. You talk to him on the phone every <laughs> night about the founders, and he thinks I'm a founder. Uh, no, 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 no. You're not Odo. I'm not Odo, but he thinks I'm a founder. I would have I would have loved to have met Odo, but he's no longer here. Yeah, Renee. He seems... He, I, I don't know. 
I like him as Odo, but I I have a feeling that he didn't suffer fools lightly. <laughs> okay. So I think I can appreciate him from afar. Right. Well, who knows? I mean, um, you know, he was a... Uh... He was uh, that uh, him and the guy who played Quark um, were like really good friends. So yeah, uh, they, off, they, they knew the each other before yeah. they did DS Nine. Off the set, they, they worked really on a play friends. together like ten years before. The, that's the why show. they. That's why they have such good chemistry on screen. So I heard that Armin also would do these script readings at his house. Really, the night before they would start shooting a new episode at uh, Renee's. You know, Renee. at Armin's house. Oh, really? But a lot of the cast would come over and oh, wow. really work out their characters. Really? Yeah. That's kind of fun. It is fun. That, w- that would have been awesome to to sit in on. I would have loved to have video of that. Yeah. So they would have like script parties. No, there would be readings, but it would be more casual. Okay. And people would talk about, well, what's my character doing in this scene? How, what, how does this re- relate to the rest of his story arc? I wonder if the guy who plays Morn would go there and just not say anything. I don't even know if it was this one person who made, played Morn or if it was a group <laughs> of people because you never hear him talk. You just you just see the uh, Morn's face. Yeah, and he has such weird makeup on. It could be anybody under that. Uh, but but you're but it's implied that Morn is played by a man. Yes. Okay. Yes. Or yeah, that's so funny. Maybe he's just like a kind of like a funny. Um, Side plot, or not side plot, but well, he is. side character. Yes, I mean they've said that Morn was basically their take on Norm from Cheers, <laughs> because Morn is Norm spelled backwards. <laughs> and Morn never, and Norm, I'm sorry, Norm, you never see his wife, right? You see Vera for like a second in the um, Thanksgiving episode, but she has like a pie on her face, if I remember, <laughs> because Diane. It was, it was a pie or something else. Diane, they were having this food fight, and Diane threw something at Sam, and he ducked, and it hit Vera in the face. <laughs> so the one time you see her, her face is kind of covered with food. I always wonder about food fights on sitcoms. Like, do they really have food fights? I, I'm, I would imagine that they do, but then, you know, what do they do afterwards? Do they have to, do they have to get into the showers and change right away because yeah. they got food on them? I don't know. Like, and, how and do they... How, how does that work if they have to do multiple takes of exactly? A because like how many how many clothes do they have to change? Right. It's not <laughs> only that, but they have to wash their hair and face oftentimes. So yep. I don't know. I don't know about that, babes. I mean, with a lot of pies, you know, and yes, you know, how do they prepare for it? But they must have a lot of fun doing it, though. I would assume so, but I'd rather eat the food. I would too. I'd rather stuff my face with pie than get a pie in my face. Yes, you. Especially if it's a hot pie. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Didn't you say you think it would be really funny if someone threw like a hot pie in someone's face? Yeah, so it, <laughs> this is me. <laughs> and where my you got a very is sick sense of humor. But you know I always thought it would be fun to like hire out a clown for like a charity event and say, okay, we're going to throw a cold pie in your face and switch it at the last minute with one oh. that just came out of the oven. Ow! Oh, and then the clown's face is burnt. <laughs> But that could cause long-term damage. That's so. just not nice. And they have to take. They have to. They have to be taken to the hospital and um, doused with cold water. You Correct. know. And, they ow. probably have life-threatening injuries, but oh, who knows? Uh, that might you know that. Oh, ouch! Yes. Burn the skin off their cheek. Ouch. Yes. Well, J Lo, mm-hmm. we might want to wrap this up because I can tell you're tired. Am I? Yes. Do I look tired? You sound tired. 
Okay, just a little bit. I mean, I'm not, like, extremely tired. That this could thing. qualify for Sleepless at Alana's Part 2. No. Okay. No. No, I was... I am much more awake than I was in that in that one episode. Mm. I was just exhausted in okay. that episode. I so, wasn't... Something to think about, babes. I could tell you were a little bit out of it earlier. Not not in a bad way. I think you were just... Earlier uh, um, in the beginning of this episode? Yes, and in, in the middle. Okay. I still love you, babes. Oh, we should, but we should uh, have a kiss. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm. 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 <laughs> Is that oh. going to be like our little tradition now? It might be. What was that thing you were saying earlier? Uh, oh, we were talking about Mr. Peanut Butter. Yes. And you were upset because I said in our relationship, I, besides for the penis thing. What? I'm more like, Diane doesn't have a penis. I don't no. Think. I'm more like Miss like Diane and you're more like Mr. Peanut Butter. Well, you implied that I am oblivious to what's going on around me and that's not true. Oh. That is not true. There are some things that I'm more observant of than you are. Okay. Um it, uh, Mr. Peanut Butter and for those of you who don't know jo- Bojack Horseman, one of the greatest shows ever made. Well, um, is, it's in my top five. Is um, so Bojack Horseman is an adult theme cartoon. Mr. Peanut Butter is is a a lab, and it seems like when he's dealing with his wife Diane at the time, that he isn't just oblivious to her feelings, but he's also oblivious to the relationship. Their relationship crumbling. And a lot of things that are going on. He's, he's very oblivious to it. But he's also very fun-loving and carefree. And I think in our relationship, I'm more of a Diane and you're more of a Mr. Peanut Butter. Uh, but in the beginning, you, 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 it seemed that you thought of it as a compliment as far as complimenting me on yes. Mr. Peanut Butter. Yes. Do you still feel that way? I feel you're still like Mr. Peanut Maybe you're Mrs. Peanut Butter. Oh, my oh, goodness. Give me another kiss, babes. Okay. Mm. Mm. I love you, J-Lo. I love you, too. Anything else you want to say? Uh, no, I think I've run out of stuff to say. Right. But I'm sure that we'll have more stuff to say tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. We'll... All right, babies. All right. All right bye-bye for now. We'll keep... Happy Friday. Happy Friday.